listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy Barbara Cameron. Hey, everybody. Ready to splash you with a little love, laughter, and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. And this guest we've had on before, <laughs> but it's so worth having on I again. Know. Your one and only. My one and only. Kirk, Kirk Cameron. Cameron. We can't, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Devoted husband, father, actor, filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm loving his show takeaways. Oh, thank you. It's yeah, so I love good. it too. TBN.org, you guys, it's it's super easy. I just signed up the other day, mm-hmm. hit the free thing, and you can watch. Yeah. It's unbelievable if you miss an Amazing episode. Guests. Fact, Amazing yeah. guests. Amazing yeah. guests. It's on Monday night, yes. 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, a lot of you know him as Mike Seaver and then from Fireproof and and then now he's filmmaking uh, Campfire, Campfire Revival, Revival, which mm-hmm. just went crazy. But um, welcome to the Splash Zone this morning, Barbara's only son, Kirk Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> Hey. What's up, ladies? What's I know up, he's, he's slumming it in the splash zone with us today. We're so happy, you know. Those of you who get to see him in movies like Fireproof and on Takeaways, which is unbelievable. Get the app, tbn.org. And you can get the app. I mean, I can't even watch it on the airplane. Right. But these interviews, Kirk, that you are having these guests are unbelievable. I know. Unbelievable. You had the guy on, I think. Kirk, didn't you have the guy on 2,000 Mules? Yeah. Uh, well, Dinesh D'Souza. Yes. That you mean? Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I always yeah. mispronounce his name. So thank you for doing that so, for me. I was I was well, like throwing not, a not, fishing pole out there, and you grabbed it. Yeah, Dinesh. Yeah, so Dinesh, Dinesh D'Souza. Yeah, and so he's a documentarian and super smart guy, and and what a fascinating documentary. Right. If anyone's not seen Two Thousand Mules, just to be an educated American, and if you like technology, it's absolutely fascinating, and it's terribly incriminating. Uh, if you take a look, it uses your cell phone GPS coordinates and it identifies where people are at particular times right. and you can track and follow them. And, and that's being done all the time. So definitely check it out. It will make you rethink the 2020 election. Not just that, what you just said, these devices, I mean, they were able to even crack open crimes and murders that were done because they could, in a TMZ, 30-mile zone, they could identify that these people were right here, these five people. And then the FBI came in. It wasn't just about politics. Yes, the politic part of it, the voting part of it was super powerful for me personally because I want to believe that my vote matters. Right. I don't care who you vote for at the end of the day, right? I'm still going to vote for Jesus, you know what I mean? But that these men and women, these young men and women who are fighting and losing their lives for the freedom to put your your ballot out there, when you watch this, whoo, it gets you fired up. (laughs) And I'm already Italian, so it was really... It was, it's very powerful. You're right. But it's so neat that God's giving you access to all these guests and you're mm-hmm. giving them a platform and you're so great at this. But I feel like the thing that I love that I've gotten to see for years is the husband and father that you are. Yeah. The friend you are. Yeah. The neighbor. He's an amazing, an amazing husband. Oh. Loves his wife yeah. unconditionally. This is mom talking, so you should bring it back to children. me again. I know, this is a, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll stop, listeners, because but I could I can, go on and on and I on. I can attest, though, that what you're saying as yeah. a mom is true because I've seen the way he's loved 
Bryce and I and our children mm-hmm. go to them mm-hmm. and watching their kids rise and call you blessed after all these years, right, Kirk? We're like trying to shepherd their little heart. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking out the front door and Ted Tripp back, you know, 25 years ago <laughs> with right. Jack and Blake. But it's so just a testament to God's faithfulness mm-hmm. and his promises and that God wants to restore the family. And that's why I love this movie that you really spearheaded and made happen called Life Mark that's right. coming out on September 9th. You've right. got to go. And as a matter of fact, we're going to give away a couple tickets to someone to see this movie just because you listened and shared. So I'll get more into that on our social media. But Kirk, tell me because... Of course, the moment you hear about life, Mark, adoption, abortion, blah, 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 people stop. People are listening right now and they're going to turn this off. And I'm saying, hold on, just put the pause button. I need you to listen to what Kirk's going to share. Because all the stuff in the media, and once again, this is God, I believe, shifting the atmosphere, Mm -hmm. that didn't you first see this documentary called Parker Avenue or something Parker (laughs) Avenue way back in 2019 before any of this stuff was being talked about. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Actually, the timing of this movie is unbelievable. Yeah, share that. Share that. Who would have thought, Shaleen and and Mom, that that in our lifetime, Roe versus Wade would be overturned and gone. And then right on the heels of that Supreme Court decision comes a movie into the theaters that celebrates the preciousness of life and the beauty of adoption. Right. And the timing of this was not our doing. We actually have been working on this movie for two and a half years. It was supposed to come out last year, but was delayed because of COVID. Amen. Right. And I think that the delay has it coming into the theaters right on time. That's right. We couldn't have planned this. We couldn't, God's we couldn't timing have, is always perfect. Strategize this. Yeah. Mm. So this is a movie that is actually based on a true story. It's not a movie that was contrived to make a point. It's actually what really happened. And it's the story of one young mom's agonizing choice over what to do with an unplanned pregnancy. It's the the joy of a young couple just beginning their family. And it's the search of a young man who's dying to know where his life began. Mm. And when these three storylines intersect in Life Mark, it winds up leaving you with a very powerful message that is about life is precious and life should be celebrated and, and protected. And adoption is a beautiful gift. And I know that this is true because I'm an adoptive father. Mm. Four of our kids are adopted and my wife is an adopted child. So this movie is pro-abundant life. It's pro-love, pro-family, pro-forgiveness, pro-reconciliation, and new beginnings. That's right. It's for everybody. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, You just recently had Melissa and her son, who she had put up for adoption, David, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on your show, Takeaways. Yes. Which... It was so good. It was so good. And And in fact, uh, Melissa was actually in the film. Oh, she did? Yes. She is she had a, and I don't know if David was. See, her. Barbara knows all the behind the scenes stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, this is the, see, mom is, she's already like, these are like spoilers. She's already <laughs> oh, leaking the information oh, okay. before the movie even comes out. It, it is it is cool to know that there's some secret actors in the movie. Wow. And the secret actors, like my mom is saying, are um, actually the real birth mother that this whole movie is about and her son who is the young man at 19 years old who seeks out 
uh, his birth mother and birth father, they're both playing secret roles in the movie. Mm. And wow. if you watch oh, oh. till the end of the credits, uh, it'll point out which roles they played. Oh, oh I love it. Great. I that's love good. it. It's interesting because, you know, you, you brought up, I remember when you and Chelsea adopted Jack mm. back in 1996. And literally a week later, I gave birth to Blake mm. in 1996. And Tigger and Eeyore, as we as we affectionately call them. <laughs> Tigger, That's right. and Tigger and Eeyore, they still are. <laughs> Blake, um, Shalene, and so those of you who are listening, so Blake, Blake is Shalene's son, and we called him Tigger. Uh, as and I wonder where he gets all of his energy from. His endless <laughs> amounts of Tigger, 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 and um, and then and then we have Jack, which is our son. <laughs> and Jack is like Eeyore. Yeah. He's just kind of slow. He's just kind of quiet. And yeah. he just moves a little slower than Tigger, <laughs> who's just bouncing, bouncing, bouncing all over the place. <laughs> I just remember Blake could have an idea. They're best friends. And they still are. In each yeah. other's weddings, they were, yes. But what was so crazy is I remember you just brought a visual to my mind. Blake had this idea, right? He has this idea. And so he's telling Jack the idea and Jack's super creative. And I mean, an amazing mm, guitarist, guitar. musician. Oof. He's an amazing editor. He also can put your computer in the perfect order. <laughs> he's like, Angeline, let me show you where all That's these right. files can go. I go, good, because it looks like someone <laughs> threw up on my homepage. Jack, what do I do here? It's like, you just got to organize these files, right? But so Blake has this idea and they're young. They're like in high school. And... <laughs> Literally, this is Jack. So Blake's like, and Jack, and and Jack's like, I'm a coming, Blake. (laughs) And he just follows him, like just faithful, relentless, loyal friend. I'm a coming, I'm coming. Um, Matter of fact, when you married Blake and Grace at the Ronald Reagan Library, the only people other than Bryce and I and Grace's parents, uh, Ian and Karen, and their siblings was Jack. Jack. (laughs) My sister wasn't even there, but Jack was there. Jack is faithful. What a great impromptu. What what a what a beautiful impromptu wedding! Um, I don't know if this is what we're supposed to be talking about here. On no, no, Splash, no, I want to get but, back into life, but, that's but go one ahead. Of my favorite memories, all of us, and 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 we just sort of <laughs> remember we didn't we didn't really even tell anybody we were doing this. Everyone's just no dressed one. up in suits and dresses, and we have this impromptu wedding on the back lawn of the Ronald Reagan Presidential Museum and Library, overlooking <laughs> Moore Park, California, and it started to drizzle and rain. And it was just, it was perfect. And a double and rainbow. And just before Blake. And After. a double, that's right, a double yep. rainbow. Just before Blake and Grace uh, went off to Europe together so that they could enjoy their next semester of school as a married couple. Yes. We always told our kids that they need to have a cabinet, right? People in their cabinet that they can go to because as they get older, mom and dad don't have the answers. But people in their cabinet can say the exact same thing from the Bible that we're all reading. <laughs> and for some reason, it just penetrates. So... Blake was over at Kirk's, you know, mm-hmm. he calls him Jack's Kirk, actually, yeah. Jack's Kirk's house. And Kirk is hearing that Blake is going off to London to study abroad with Pepperdine. Yeah. And he had just gotten engaged with Grace, who's now has been his wife for six years, our daughter in love. And sure enough, <laughs> Kirk goes, Blake, you do not want to be all the way in Europe. Oh, and Grace happens to get into the Baylor program in Europe because she's like, I don't want to be away from Blake for six Uh months. Uh You don't want to be over there not married, buddy. Let me talk to you for a few minutes. So they have a little campfire (laughs) revival before it even existed. (laughs) Paris is way too romantic of a city for you not to be married with your wife. Can't do, like, Can't do it. Can't do it. I haven't even been to Paris. Me, you know. Kirk, I haven't even been to Paris. I've been married 32 years. I've been married to Paris. That's and right. He was, and Kirk was right. That's right. 
So, but what's I'm like, so Billy, cute. you really want to drop your, you want to drop your fiance off at her hotel while you walk back to your hotel and say, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> you need to be married, bro. And that was <laughs> it. So, what, are you, what are you doing? It's, you get Christmas break. You got two weeks. Come on. So I get a call. Mom, I was talking with my cabinet because Kirk is obviously someone that's on Blake's cabinet. And uh, Grace and I are going to get married in two days. <laughs> Like, I knew they were going to get married. I knew that in sixth grade they were going to get married. But uh, it was so cute. And then I get the sweetest call, Bryce and I, from Kirk. I think you called Bryce. Hey, hey, Bryce, buddy, just want to let you know. Um, I wasn't, I mean, I, I, I heard they're getting married in two days. And uh, they asked me to officiate. <laughs> and I don't want to be pushing something. Like, no, we're 100% agree with you and are on board. Yeah. I think Bryce even said that to Blake. But, you know, he didn't quite hear it like he did when Kirk said it. And so, of course, then... You know, here's Blake and Grace, December 31st, 2016. 2016. Yeah. Kirk, at, like he said, at the Ronald Reagan Library, <laughs> joined together in holy matrimony. <laughs> but anyway, I want to jump into the movie life, Mark, because this is the thing. I mean, we're talking about our children because we chose life. That's right. And um, yet there are... Hundreds of people, I believe that you were saying on your show, um, 100 babies are killed for every two that are adopted. And yet there's just waiting lists. And this movie, Life Mark, and this reunion with Melissa and David, where he gets to actually meet his birth mom. And I love what he said to you, Kirk, about how um, I didn't want my parents mm. that raised me for my whole life, I was given this great life, to think that I was in any way being disloyal to them. So I, I didn't need to meet my birth mom because I wanted them to know they were enough and that I loved mm -hmm. them. It was so honoring. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, there was this beautiful, um, how God never meant shame for us to have on our bodies, of any not. of us. Those of you listening, I just want to shame off of you because this that's mom- That's kind of a stigma. Right? That, Here that she makes this heroic decision, right? right? And she's been living with shame. Like, does he hate me? Right. Does he think I'm crazy? What, why do you think I gave him up? Mm -hmm. um, is he going to, you know, what does he think? And it was all this shame, which was actually the opposite uh, when you interviewed David Kirk that he said. But tell me in the filming of this movie, and it's called Life Mark, the movie, right, .com. People can go watch the trailer. They can get tickets. They can buy at a theater if they want to. But this is a powerful living movie. I mean, mm -hmm. talk about life and death hanging in the balance and families, but you've experienced this firsthand. You adopted four children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I remember the first time that I saw a little documentary called I Lived on Parker Avenue. It was something that someone texted to me. I kind of didn't think much about it. I let my wife know that someone texted me this little short documentary about adoption. And she said, oh, you ought to watch that. And so I did. And about 10 minutes into it, I was, I was hooked. And it was the real footage of this young man who reconnected with his biological mother. And we even have the footage of, of when he drives up into her driveway. 19 years, uh, she, she thought she'd never see him again. And here he's walking up to her as a, as a grown man. Mm -hmm. And she just runs out the front door down the porch and mm -hmm. they have this embrace in the driveway. And we recreated that scene for our movie wow. uh, while the real young man and the real birth mother watched okay, from behind the that camera. that must have just, wow, and, what an emotional. Oh, it, it was so emotional. And so when I saw this little documentary, I, I, I immediately 
was moved and called my friend who uh, makes movies with me and, and said, let's, let's turn this into a film. And to double check, I called the Kendrick brothers and said, hey, Alex and Steven, you guys uh, have made such amazing films. I want to turn this one into a movie. Am I crazy? Are there any red flags that you see? Would you watch this little documentary? And they called me back and said, not only do we think it would make a good movie, but we've been praying and asking God to direct us to what our next movie ought to be. And we've never partnered with anybody else or used anyone else's idea, but we think that we're supposed to make this movie with you. Would you consider co-producing it with us? And so I, I thought for half a second and said, yes, <laughs> uh, that, would be, that would be great. I would love that. And so we, we made it. And Alex plays the role of the biological mother's husband. And I play the adoptive father. And it was very... It was very moving, very powerful for everyone who's been touched by the subject of adoption, whether you've been adopted or adopted kids or placed kids up for adoption or even abortion to see how this movie has, has brought just so much dignity mm. and so much value, not only to life, but to those who choose life, because it often that choice is made in the middle of a very difficult situation. I think one of the things that I always think about when somebody, you know, is making that decision from abortion to adoption. Yeah. And I remember in the movie, the stigma of adoption is all about how could I possibly give up my child? How could right. I possibly give it up to somebody I don't even know? And yet her decision prior to that was not to even give life at all. And so it's, it's that thought, I think that is very, very normal for a young woman or, or a, a she mom. She was 18. I, yeah. She was 18 years old. But it's, I think it's that, that thought of how could I possibly, I think that's really a strong emotional thought for women. How can I give that? Thinking that this child that I gave birth to is walking around the right. earth and doesn't and I, know me. Yep. And so I'm going to just kill it instead. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But you know what I mean? But but that's what what, But that's what Rhonda, this woman, this stranger, this angel walking, intercepts. Because I can't believe, Kirk, I couldn't believe on your show when Melissa shared, that's the the biological Mm -hmm. mother, Melissa. She shared that here she's 18 and she told nobody for 19 years. Girlfriend carried that baby, gave birth to the baby, put the baby up for adoption, and no one knew, not even the lunch lady at school. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is unreal to me. This is, uh, I mean, the weight of carrying such a uh, uh, life. A story. Uh, Just this journey that she had. I'm so glad you made this into a movie. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see it. I mean, it's it's just so powerful. But I don't know if you know, Kirk, that my little Omega in Africa, you know, some of you know my story about Omega back in 2003. I've, I had been sponsoring a kid on my refrigerator for 38 bucks a month. And I wanted to see if it was real. So I showed up there in, in Uganda in 2003. And not only was she real, but she's just become our, our daughter. Like, I mean, she just finished college. She's the same age as Brooke. And I get a call from her. It's been now a year, two, two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. March was two years. And she said, mom, I need to talk with you. And this is my Omega. I mean, this girl, 
prays over me, sends scriptures to me. We talk on WhatsApp and Facebook weekly. I mean, she's just like another Mm -hmm. daughter. She's been Mm -hmm. to America four times with us. I mean, Omega is my other daughter. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. will be there for her at all times. And she said, mom, I need to talk with you. And I said, sure. What's going on? She's like, let's FaceTime. Okay. okay. (laughs) Kirk, no joke. Omega goes, mom, I've been afraid to tell you something. And I said, okay. Well, I would love to hear whatever you want to share. She said, mom, I had a baby and I was hoping you could name him. And I went, Omega, way to make the next right decision, mm. sweetheart. She said, I was in the, in the choir at the church and uh, there was this, this older boy and, and I, I have never ha- I've never been with anyone, mom, you know, and, and I, I just, I love him. And he's 26 years old, right? He was 26 mm. years old. And I, we had sex, mom, and I got pregnant. And, you know, here's a girl living on less than $2 a day in East Africa. No mom, no dad. Met her in a mud hut with a sheet for a front door, who's now, by the grace of God, college educated. And we found a little home for her once she turned 18 that we kind of help her with. But she got this great job. And, and she is in a situation where you would go, yeah, honey, you probably want to mm-hmm. get abortion because, you know, you can't. I mean, the world would tell her this. Right. But God, right. this girl loved Jesus. And sure enough, she gave birth. We named him Luke. And you have a Luke, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> we named him Luke. And she's going to uh-huh. be coming out here for Thanksgiving. We're surprising oh. the whole family. I said, you are the bravest. Mm. <laughs> Omega, you're my hero. I yeah. mean, so brave. And... Melissa, who is the, is the bio mom in your movie, Kirk, the true story was made after her and David. She was actually on the table. Mm. She calls the silver room, if right. I'm remembering correctly. Right. On the table, they gave her a little, you know, twilight or a little blue pill, whatever that was, volume or whatever. I don't. And the doctor comes in to perform this procedure and she hears the Lord say, get up. Listener right now, there's somebody listening right now who's in this situation. And if an 18-year-old, Omega was 19-year-old, can listen to the voice of God and say, Lord, is this your plan? Because when we're in God's will, he's in the victory business. This kid, David, could not have been more grateful to his mom. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to watch this played out in the movie because it was amazing just on your show takeaways. But I feel like there's someone listening right now who's in that decision-making thing. With 100 babies to every two that are adopted, right. please give it to a family. Aren't there lists? Don't you, didn't you share on your show, Kirk? There's like lists of family dying to adopt a baby because right. they can't have children. There's so many. There's so many couples out there who can't have kids uh, or, or couples like me and Chelsea who just want to adopt children. That's right. And one of the cool things about going to see Life Mark in the theaters rather than just waiting for it to come out on, on DVD or, or you know, a streaming service is that there is a live portion after the movie is over where me and Alex Kendrick and Steven and a couple of other people come on and we talk about resources and how, if you're interested in adoption, mm. how you can connect with agencies that will help you to adopt a child. Or if you're in a situation like you're saying, and you want to connect with those who can help you with resources so that you can place your child for adoption. 
all of that stuff will be available in the movie theaters right after the movie is played. So don't run out as soon as it's over. Stay. Some of the best parts oh. are at the very end. And bring your pencil and paper. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. And you can use this as an opportunity to meet people in your community right. to That's right. rally, to rally together right. and join forces for life and for adoption and for family. So take advantage of the opportunity to go to the theater and not just watch this alone by yourself. Bring some friends. You could bring your your small uh, church group if you have one, or you could bring your entire church and rent out a, a whole That's movie right. theater. And what an opportunity for the church. And if the guys in your life are like, I'm not sure this is a movie for me, listen, there is tons of action and humor in this movie. Uh, it's yeah, not all just heart and tears. There yeah. is skydiving, cliff jumping, <laughs> ATVs, knife throwing. Oh, and yeah. high school wrestling matches. So it's a super fun movie. It's very fun, very funny, but it, it just hits the center of the heart and uh, it will leave you really impacted. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to make a declaration right here in the splash zone. I'm going to get tickets for my whole street. I think if we all just took our neighbors, whether they want to go or they don't want to go, I'm going to buy tickets for my my whole street, El Segundo Drive. El Segundo Drive, we're going to a movie. Because I feel like you're right. It's not just for churches. This is about loving community. our neighbor well. Yeah. It's about community. We are all contagiously connected. Mm -hmm. There's no coincidence that people are living next to you. And especially if you are a follower of Jesus on your street, buy tickets for everyone to go to the movie and throw in popcorn. They'll come. They'll come just to eat. But I'm saying this could really shift the atmosphere in someone's life and also give you an opportunity to share the gospel because true religion isn't hanging out in church. True religion is exactly what Kirk's talking about and how Chelsea and him have lived their life, taking care of widows and orphans. Mm -hmm. And it's something that, you know, you're never going to regret at the end that's of your right. life. You're never going to regret it. Yeah. And that's what's so crazy about abortion. And I loved how I think Stephen hit on it in your interview on takeaways. You guys have to go see this episode. Yeah, <laughs> on, it's on, up on now. Show. Yeah, it's, it's, up on, now. it's up right now. But he talked about how I feel like the church, and maybe not currently, but in the past, has not been the place for people to go about this. And I, I heard it in, in Omega's voice. I said, well, Omega, did you, could you go talk to the pastor? No, mom. They would shun me. No, mom. And I said, no, no. We need to get better at that. Mm -hmm. That this isn't a place where when a young girl is, is choosing life and then she's shamed. And I know she's in East Africa, but it doesn't matter where you are. I have a grandson now because of Omega. It's so beautiful that this young girl alone with her and her creator chose life. I'm so mm -hmm. proud of her. And this movie is something that I want to invite my whole neighborhood to and allow them to, they're going to leave changed. Mm -hmm. That's what's amazing yeah. about your movies, yeah. Kirk, yours, the Kendrick Brothers. They will leave changed. Or have a lot of information of what to do or how to help. You might not be in this situation to adopt, but you could be in the situation to help a, a woman who has found herself in this situation. Right. Or whatever. I mean, there's lots of things that people can do. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the things that I love about this movie is it's it's not a hit you over the head with a pro-life message. Right. It's not an anti-abortion movie. Right. This is the telling of a, of a true story. We, we told it as, as true as we possibly could. We even transcribed interviews with the people in the movie to create the dialogue for the film. Oh, I love it. So that people can just follow along. 
the journey of this young couple longing for children, wants to start a family, but can't. This young mom and her boyfriend with this unplanned pregnancy, what do we do? I want to do the right thing, not only for myself, but for this child. And then this young man who is trying to figure out his beginnings and put the the puzzle pieces of his life together. I think as you watch this, regardless of where you stand on the pro-life, pro-choice issue, I think you'll come out of it pro-adoption and pro-grateful, pro-family. And it's something that you can take your neighbors to. The message is very organic to the story. It's not a thinly disguised sermon like a lot of Christian movies. It's just people and making hard choices and how God pulls all of it together and answers prayers and calms fears and makes people's dreams come true. I think one of the things I loved about the movie, Kirk, was watching the makeup artist transform you from a young dad <laughs> to looking like your dad today. <laughs> hey, now. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, That's right. We Robert, Robert. <laughs> um, aging you. It was pretty fun. Yeah, it was fun. We had some special de-aging effects where I, I got to be about 15, 20 years younger than I am now. Uh, so it kind of so really good. took me back to the age of fireproof mm-hmm. and oh my then gosh. aged me older than I am now. Mm-hmm. So it's really fun. And I think people are going to be kind of blown away by the technology and special effects there too. Yeah, it was great. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for just joining us again in the Splash Zone yeah. and also for making these movies. Yeah. I mean, I love true stories. I just, anything true story, mm-hmm. but actually seeing Melissa and David on your show, Takeaways, I just fell in love with them instantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kid reminds me a little of my son, Blake. He's in law school. Is he done yet? Is he married, by the way? I have so many questions. I know. Go yeah. see the movie, everybody. We got to go see the movie. This is the whole part of it. But it was just fascinating. I mean, that they got to reunite after 19 years, 18, 19 years. And there's someone listening right now that has an opportunity to choose life and maybe have a reunion just like that. You mm-hmm. know, It really takes you to be selfless. Right. It's very selfish to say, well, I don't want to put up for adoption because then I won't know the child. Where are they going to be? What are they going to mm-hmm. do? I love how Melissa said that. That was very powerful. Yeah. And then Rhonda, this mm-hmm. angel walking that she meets, goes, well, what's the alternative? Right. So you don't want to know that your child's alive and thriving in a home that wants to love him. You'd rather just kill the baby. Selfish. Yeah. Wow. So powerful. Mm. Thank you, honey. Well, thank you for taking time to talk about life, Mark. And I love what you're doing in the splash zone. So <laughs> thanks thanks for letting me come here and <laughs> and uh, and walk around a little bit in, in the splash zone and, and talk with you guys about things that are important. <laughs> Well, we're very uh, grateful welcome, for you honey. and keep Thank making you. movies. And are you still doing the campfire stuff? I mean, that's like, do you have time for that? Campfire revival? It's been a little tough with everything going on, but right. I hope to start uh, the American campfire revival back up in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because whenever your mom and I are somewhere, people will come up on the plane, lean over the seat. <laughs> I watched the American Camp <laughs> Revival. And this whole conversation breaks out. And of course, your mom loves it every time. And I'm like, that's just amazing that the power of social media like that, mm-hmm. thousands of people, more than go to church on Sunday, zoom in for this. And you just do a campfire. I mean, there's no production crew. It's just you the stars, the, the fire, <laughs> right. and sometimes some Chris Tomlin background music. But isn't but, it interesting how a campfire can just bring out such wonderful conversations? Yes. And Kirk is just talking about the American Covenant book, which was written by Marshall Foster, yes. who just passed away, which was very, mm. very sad. But some amazing stories there. And uh, I know Kirk loved him very much and uh, it misses him. 
but uh, his legacy will move on and his That's spirit right. is there to encourage Kirk. So mm. excited for when you can come back to the campfire, son. Yes. Me too. Thank you guys for having me on and I'll see you at the movies. And mom, you know, you could just come over for a spaghetti dinner. I, I, I know somebody who's got a bootleg copy and I could show it to you early if you want. Okay. Well, thank you. People mm. can find it lifemarkmovie.com. Check yeah. it out, everybody. Kirk, thank you. And see you at the big screen. I can't wait. September 9th. September 9th. September 9th. See you there. So Splash Family, we have a new segment now in the Splash Zone called Too Good to Be True. Mm -hmm. And our sound guy, Greg Burns, which we love, and yes. you wouldn't be listening to this without him. That's right. Is actually in the splash zone with us. <laughs> hey, Greg. Hello, everybody. <laughs> he's real. I know I refer to him a lot, but he's here. He had a too good to be true moment that yes, I couldn't yeah. not share with you, Barbara and I. Yeah, like, we're just like, get no. on the mic, Greg. Yeah. We need you to share the story. And we're going to actually try to call this guy after you hear a story named Russ that Greg had an encounter with. So tell our listeners and their splash family what happened in New York. Well, this I was, year, I was yeah, just just a few weeks ago. A few was, weeks ago, <laughs> I was oh, it's recently. Uh, I went through COVID, yes. so I had a pretty bad case of it. So I was down for about five days. Afterwards, had to travel for business. That's right. Did a show. He lives here in L.A. Yep, by us. Did a show in Orlando, then went to New York to spend time with my wife, who was vacationing there. Hello. We're in the Albany Airport. Mm-hmm. I'm getting, uh, I, I had to take a COVID test before my wife would come and see me. Right. Because she wanted to be sure I was safe, which cracks me up. But I had to sit there in the lobby of the airport, take this test. As soon as I knew I was negative, I got my bags, my suitcases. That's right. Mm -hmm. Ran to the car, met her, put our stuff in. We went on a shopping trip. <laughs> <laughs> and then went to, headed to Cheesecake Factory. That's right. Mm. You know I own stock in Cheesecake Factory. Uh, One I, share. I love it. We love it. Yeah. I got a phone call as we we're going in the door to Cheesecake Factory. I get a phone call, and it's this man on the phone who says, I think I have a bag that belongs to you. Okay. <gasps> yeah. I mean, because I travel, you know, I travel yeah, so I much. That's just like the... <laughs> yeah. Well, I was confused, and I thought, well, okay, what is, can you describe it? Well, it's a backpack, and at that moment... I had I nearly had a heart failure because <laughs> he's talking about my backpack that has both of my computers in it. Oh my god. Has everything that I travel with for work. It has my all my bookkeeping. Everything my life is in that computer. Oh in that backpack. Goodness. In the backpack. Yes. And the hard drive with all the splash episodes <laughs> is in that backpack. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh! This is too good to be true. Oh. Is right. I just, I just nearly. He's had just heart dropping failure. that on me right now yeah. in live in the splash zone. Oh song. my goodness! So Ooh. I, I said, I, I will be right there. I'm ten minutes <laughs> away. I will be right there. This is New York. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like who, who's not going to take the backpack, the it computers? Wasn't, it wasn't somebody a, at the airport who worked there. Right. This like was a TSA a, person. Yes, this is a good that, Samaritan. A good Samaritan. So when when we when I got to the airport, I'm I'm running into baggage claim, which is where. I left it. And I find this man and his family. Oh my gosh. Who had traveled into New York, Albany, and landed and were getting their bags. Ugh, what on a their sweet way home. Family. And they stayed with my bag until I got there. Wow. I thought I was I was blown away. Wow. 
Oh, oh wow. So God. we oh, are God. going to try and call Yes, Russ. Russ. He has no idea we're calling morning, him, by the way. And Splash bless family. him for his... Oh, kindness. Just kindness. Splashing the kindness. This is what the splash zone's about. Yeah. I'm hoping that you make someone smile today. Like this guy just made Greg yeah. smile, but he really just made me smile because yeah. all of our season seven was on there. <laughs> I had no idea, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Oh my goodness. Hello. Russ? Yeah. How are you? This is Shalene Bryan and Barbara Cameron with the splash zone. We heard uh, about you from our sound guy, Greg that in New York, your family had landed in Albany and he had left his bag there with his whole life in yeah. it. <laughs> his computers, his, his mm. bank accounts, everything. And you and your family, out of your kindness, called Greg, our sound guy, and said, uh, we're standing here, we'll, we'll hold your bag till you get here. Greg arrives and you and your whole yeah. family were waiting for him. Who does yeah, this? You know, no, the news doesn't cover stories like this, but we're going to, Russ, because you're unbelievable. But I found something out about that backpack from Greg on our show today when we were, when we were recording is he said, uh, yeah, actually your whole season seven, Shalene, of all your Splash podcasts was also in that backpack. So Russ, we just wanted to say hello and say thank you, and we would love to send you $500 to bless you and your family and go take them to a nice restaurant or go somewhere fun on us to say thank you so mm. much for your kindness. You're on an episode called yep. Too Good to Be True on our podcast. So Greg is here with us and would like to say hello also. Hi, Russ. How you doing? <laughs> Surprise. Hi. Glad that worked out. So, so Russ, what, what prompted yeah. you yes. to, to do that? What, what made you call... A stranger, a stranger when you see well, a bag. We had heard that, you know, uh, unattended bags like that, that they just take them and, I don't know, they destroy them or something because of security risk. So I didn't want to see that happen. And so oh we gosh. saw it sitting there and noticed there was a phone number. And I figured that was the best chance to try to get a hold of somebody. Wow. So I'm glad you had it marked. Oh, so am I. Wow. You have, you have no so idea. So am I. So am I, Russ. Let me tell you. Where were you guys flying from? I mean, you're, you you got, were you coming back home to New York or were you flying into New York for vacation? What were you doing? I'm picking up a friend of my daughter's. Uh, she flew in from, from Germany to here. <gasps> oh. Wow. So we were uh, waiting for her bag at the time. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> you're amazing. Oh. You're amazing. Oh. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Russ. Again, um, I, I appreciate it. I'm a follower of Christ, and I know he would try to do the right thing and help people out like that. So try to try to follow in those footsteps. Well, Amen. We so are we. Yep. But, you know, you don't always see that lived out, you That's know? Right. And I think it's such a beautiful testimony to how you just splash Jesus without having to have a cross around your neck or a fish on your car. You just loved your neighbor well and put yourself in that situation. And I think all of our listeners right now need to recognize that Russ <laughs> is the hands and feet of Jesus. That's, that's right. what he was Amen. doing. And we're just so grateful for you. And and that's why we want to just bless you with $500. And maybe you and your family can go have some fun and, and uh, just talk about this story and the ripple effect that you're going to have on people just even listening right now. Because this happens to all of us. We usually just pass it by like, mm -hmm. oh, well, mm -hmm. someone will come back and get their backpack. They're probably in the bathroom. We make up excuses instead of just saying, no, maybe this is a divine appointment and God put this here and I'm going to just yeah. call this guy yeah, and do the right be, thing. 
can be an opportunity to make a difference. And mm. no. I've been on the I've been on the other side of that enough times to know that it means a lot. Mm. Well, you are awesome. Thank you, Thank so you much, again Russ. for joining us in the Splash Zone. And I'm getting your address from Greg. So be checking your mailbox, sure. snail mail time. But we're very grateful for you. And I'm sure I'll meet you in heaven one day. Yeah, yeah. We'll have stories to tell them. Good, for sure. <laughs> Thank you, Russ. Thank you. Well, he was adorable. Mm. Uh, a man of few words. Yep. But did you have any idea that he was a follower of Jesus? I had no idea. <laughs> I mean, other than his actions, obviously would say this is a very kind person. Yes. Although right. there are kind people who That's have right. a conscience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do the right thing, but they don't know Christ, right? right. But right. this man, you had no idea. That was nope. so sweet. Yeah, I just, I figured he was a good Samaritan. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. a nice, just a nice person doing the right thing. Yes. But to find out he's a follower of Christ, mm. even better. Yes, yes. yes. So and what, what amazes me is that in the airport, they always tell you if, it is not your bag. Call you know, security. To call security. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch it. Don't it could touch be a bomb. it. No. Call, call TSA. Yeah. yeah. Call security. Yet, That's right. Man. Thank you, Lord Jesus, this that yes. he called me first. Yeah. That's right. And season you don't know seven what was in there that. too. Right. That's right. But more importantly, his whole life was yeah. in That's there. Right. Yeah. Season seven, we could bring those gifts back. <laughs> yeah. Greg, I mean, my goodness, two computers. Wow. All of your banking records, all of your work, all of your mm. everything. All of my technical drawings, all of my show preparations, all, everything. So what, so what, I was what just did you say, learn what from did that? You learn? What are you going to do now? Are you going to have a, a, a backup B copy of I've everything? I've already started it? backing okay. them up. <laughs> <laughs> On the cloud. Drop the mic. That's, no, that's right. what God, yeah. I mean, God's mm-hmm. obviously yeah. taught, just taught you something. Mm-hmm. And all of you listening right now, back it up. Yep. Have a have a backpack number B. You better have backup of everything. Well, yeah, wow. Thank grateful. you for sharing. Yep. Thank you for... Um, thank you, Russ. Also, yeah, thank you, Russ. <laughs> but also, Greg, we want to just thank you for all yeah. you do. Seven seasons yes. with the Splash Zone. Is it really almost 100 episodes? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. I know. I love That's it. pretty crazy. I think we're like on uh, 89 or 88 something. Yeah, we're getting up there. So it's very exciting. There's nothing better that I can do with my skills than mm. to... Uh, Contribute to the work of God, Amen. And the work of Christ, and what I you guys do. So, yeah. thank you. So, thank you, and thank you, Splash Family. If you know a too good to be true yeah, we moment, if you've it. had one, mm-hmm. we want to hear it. We'd like to bless that person. And how neat is that that this guy ends up being a follower of Christ? I know. I mean, I was going to give him five hundred no. bucks regardless, <laughs> but right. that even you know. Double down, like That's it's right. just so exciting. So That's thank right. you, yeah. thank you, Splash Family, and until next time. Splash a little goodwill on the people around you. You never know. You never know. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.